Welcome in. It's a special Friday edition of Corbett's Corner, and it's a glasses podcast because uh, the last 24 hours, absolutely insane from the NBA draft, the Lakers blockbuster deal. We'll get into all that. Baseball is where we start with one of the craziest deadlines we've seen um, in over the last decade, I would say. Um, check out Winging It this week. Laugh out loud, funny stuff as per usual. Corbett's is back to a daily function and uh, been on a little bit of a heater, especially in baseball. So let's begin with the absolute disaster uh, for Cardinals fans. You know, we're, we're seeing Cubs fans teary-eyed all week. They know the end's coming. Here, here's what's crazy to me is the 2016 title team, you know, historic for the Cubs. They break the curse. It's been five years, and we're breaking that thing down. The Royals in, what, 2015, right? When they beat the Mets, the Mets who took out the up-and-coming Cubs in the NLCS. Uh, Mets have done a good job of rebuilding, and they bought at the deadline, but the Royals tore it down almost immediately in the aftermath of winning the title. The Nationals have waited two years, and there goes Scherzer, Trey Turner, and then anyone. Uh, just insanity. So again, you know, we know turnarounds and teardowns come, uh, you know, every so often now it's getting quicker because everyone's just, Hey, we're not winning, whatever. We're still making money. Let's, uh, you know, not have to pay these players. Let's just make even more money as MLB franchises continue and franchises, sports franchises overall, just continue to skyrocket. Not unlike the TV deals, uh, for all these sporting, uh, leagues and whatnot. So the Cubs, KB goes to the Giants, Javier Baez over to New York. I mean, they're literally getting rid of everyone. Rizzo to New York wearing pinstripes. Um, heartbreaking for the Cubs. I'm not going to beat them while they're down because the Cardinals stole the headlines for being the joke of the MLB. You know, I'm starting to see all these trains. We're going, wait a second. You know, Cardinals, well, first of all, I predicted this too. It's because it's every single year. The Cardinals limp in to the trade deadline, 500, a couple games above, a couple games below, what have you. And then just, you know, do nothing. Just do nothing. This deadline, they Mosellac woke up and goes, how do I get worse today? How do I get worse today? Because that's what happened when you make two trades and you accrue two players who have a combined minus 2.9 wins against replacement. The Cardinals might as well just coughed up the next three games in a row without even missing a day. It, just like that. Give us three losses by acquiring John Lester and possibly the worst player in baseball, J.A. Happ, who's got the majority of that negative war at 1.9. We give up John Gant, who is, you know, nothing special, but he, we gave up we gave up crap for crap. Here's our shit sandwich. We'll, uh, uh, fuck it, all right, we'll take some back. Um, what the hell do Cardinals fans expect that we're supposed to be doing now? Um, God, it was just crazy. Uh, the twins smartly sell. So Cardinals, again, you know, there was a, who were the winners today? Obviously the Dodgers, right? The rich got richer. Um, twins, I think were the low key winners here. And it's like, ah, you should sell. But I, I joke about what's in the water here. Poor mismanagement across all our sporting franchises. I thought it was a bang up job here. This deadline. Uh, you smartly sell. I said this earlier. It was, it, it guess, this was just a shocking year for the Twins. They're the doormat of the AL Central, and their win total coming in on the betting board was 88 and a half, right? This is a, a postseason team that was supposed to have a championship window if they could win a goddamn postseason game. 
Um, 88 and a half. They're not even going to get close to that, but they start the week, right? With trading Nelson Cruz and they get a pretty decent haul for a rental guy. I mean, Cruz has been an insane return on investment for what the twins have done over the last couple of years with him. You get Joe Ryan and Drew Strotman who now, because they've made some trades and got even better prospects slide into the twins, uh, MLB pipeline, their top 30 prospects. Joe Ryan comes in at number eight. Drew Strotman comes in at number 15. Wow. I mean, that's great for a rental player. That starts off the week. Reports come out today. Jose Barrios. And you kept Buxton. So those were the two things was team control guys. Barrios, performer. Buxton, performer. But he gets injured a lot. Buxton's still injured. He remains with the Twins. Barrios goes, and you get a haul for him. I mean, compared to all the other players going, Barrios, a great pitcher with nasty stuff. He goes to Toronto, and they're actually in Toronto now. They're finally done uh, playing in that dump down in Tampa. Uh, So they get the number two prospect in their organization. This guy that slots in, uh, Martin, this outfielder, he's the 16th overall prospect in all of baseball. I mean, the Twins won because you, you not only got him, you got this guy, Simeon Woods Richardson, who slots in as number three for the Twins and number 68 overall in all of baseball. Royce Lewis remains at the top for the Twins, which now make up six. They have six top 100 prospects in all of baseball. This is per MLB.com. Uh, I mean, hey, buckle up, Twins fans. Maybe go you know, have a few beers at a Twins game because they're going to suck the rest of the year. Um, but Hey, at least the future looks like, again, prospects don't turn out every so often, but I I think this was the right move. Now is Rocco Baldelli, the guy to go through what looks like is going to be a bit of a rebuild. I don't think so. I think that's up for debate. Uh, I think it was a good start though. I think the twins Dodgers came away as the winners of this deadline Cubs, I guess too, but you lost your, I mean, you know, it was a smart move, but you lost the respect of all your fans. Uh, Ricketts is getting dragged, you know, the GM's getting dragged. How about the headiest play of all was Theo Epstein getting the hell out of there, going to MLB baseball. He gets to skating on all this and still gets uh, remembered with all the glory. Um, you know, it was, it was just a crazy deadline. I still think the Dodgers and the White Sox are the team, uh, the teams to beat the Astros. I just don't, I, you know, if the Astros, they cheated and they have too many players from that team that are still remain, but uh, that would be a team to watch out for too, but I just despise them. Uh, so crazy MLB stuff, the Cardinals disaster Cubs, you know, get ready to again. Yeah. Get ready to suck. Right. You know, the rebuild begins <laughs> Cubs got to enjoy it for five years in a title. Well, seven years, I guess with the span, but, uh, it came crashing down quickly and even quicker for the nationals, 2019 titles. Their first in its history is the, uh, the new franchise right after the expos contracted, uh, their fans are going through it right now. Scherzer and Trey Turner are leaving for the Nationals. Huge trade last night, Lakers fans. Speaking of getting worse, Russell Westbrook. All right, now hear me out, Laker fans. And of course, you know, yeah, oh, it's a big three. It's a big three. This is Russell Westbrook's fourth team now in four years. What's going on there? I mean, we know that's a shit contract, right? This is his fourth team in four years. Um, He's getting too good at penning goodbye messages to City. So he's, he had a cup of coffee in Washington, and now he's a legend there. Uh, so a heartfelt goodbye on Instagram. The Lakers went from, you know, LeBron and AD, some shooters, not great shooters, right? They, they were kind of patchworking that team, and injuries didn't help. Um, but they have no space now with Russell Westbrook because he can't shoot. 
You can't shoot threes. What is he going to create for LeBron James, who is below 40% three-point shooter? Anthony Davis can't shoot threes. And those are all three ball-dominant NBA superstars, right? Russell Westbrook's a superstar, but it's not a good match. At least the Nets could match offensively with offensively efficient guys. All three of those guys could shoot threes. Here, These guys are just getting ball-dominant one-on-one guys. AD, LeBron, Westbrook. There's only one ball, fellas. Uh, where's the spacing there? No three-point shooting. Uh, Davis, here we go. Glasses on. Stats. Anthony Davis shot 26% from deep last year. Yikes. Russell Westbrook, don't worry. He'll come save you with his 31.5% from deep. Yikes. That actually was above his career average by a point. He's a career 30.5 three-point shooter, the worst shooter in NBA history from deep by volume. Uh, LeBron James, 36% from deep. That's actually above his career average of 34. Remember, LeBron actually wasn't a big three-point shooter and developed that later in his career. Um, So the Lakers traded their third. So in the trade, it's Kyle Kuzma, who's, I mean, good Lord. But Montrez Harrell um, is going as well. And then Contavious Caldwell-Pope. And then a 22nd round, uh, the first round pick, number 22. So Kuzma is obviously not very good. He's getting, you know, to that point where you could kind of eliminate the question mark there and say, maybe this is his ceiling. Um, But he was ostensibly the fourth best player on that Lakers team. Montrez Harrell was the third best player. So they traded their third and the fourth best player for a third best player, Westbrook. And they got rid of their best three point shooter, Contavious Caldwell Pope. I mean, what's going on with this trade? Buddy Heald was the guy that was reported and the Lakers would make sense. That's a shooter, a guy LeBron could create space for, a guy that's going to not have to – you could shade off of Westbrook at the three-point line and go help on AD and LeBron. I mean, it's inviting uh, the – I think they're just going to have to completely change their dynamic at their offense, and I don't know if Frank Vogel's the, the guy to get it done. Uh, what has Westbrook done? He hasn't been in a conference final since he had Durant in OKC. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what it was that the Lakers were doing there. Uh, 41% from deep was Contavious Caldwell Pone, and, and they gave up a first round pick for Russell Westbrook. What? What? And now they're so maxed out in the cap room because these three guys, because Westbrook is a shitty ass contract. What are they going to get for shooters? Uh, I don't know what the Lakers are going to do. They're obviously going to be in the mix because LeBron. Westbrook is, and here's the one thing I can understand is maybe we are getting to the point where LeBron's numbers are declining. This is a three-year span now since he's been with the Lakers. Uh, He did get the title, but age comes for everyone except Tom Brady, seemingly. Um, But if LeBron needs more rest days now, it's like what the Nets did this past regular season. They can just, uh, they could win with one of these guys, two of these guys. LeBron can sit out here. Okay, let's get Westbrook a day off. AD's out. Maybe it's just LeBron and Westbrook for a couple of a couple of weeks, and that gets you wins. But in the playoffs, and we saw this with the Nets. I know they got injured, but I think you would have run into this problem anyway. Uh, you're going to get game planned out of seven game series in the NBA, and I'm very interested to see. The Lakers are going to put up their numbers and wins, but I don't know how that translates to the NBA playoffs, which the Lakers just most recently. Uh, got bounced in the first round by the eventual runner-up Phoenix Suns. Now, AD got hurt, but that's the same thing, and that's what the argument with the Nets that you could make, too, is, 
okay, yeah, if these guys are all healthy, but that's a huge if. And we're starting to get a pretty good record of, are these guys able to stay healthy for a full season? Able to stay healthy after playing a season and then having to go take it up a notch for playoff basketball for another month, trying to play late into June, July for a title. Um, So is Westbrook going to get it done? It's a flashy, it's going to win the press conference. Westbrook, UCLA, LA kid coming back home. It'll win the press conference. I don't know if it's going to win the title. Um, how about the T-Wolves? They get much needed cap room and Torian Prince. I mean, it's just like, okay, you got rid of Rubio. Why'd you bring him back again to, it, it was still a question mark too, because they must be eyeing someone to free agency. They get a little room again. They're going to get some terrible dude on contract, but at least you can get Chris Finch in there and find a fit maybe who's not currently under contract to add to this roster because they haven't been able to do so. So they get rid of Rubio, but why not hold on to him and make sure he's a little, you know, put him out there. He's still going to put up numbers. How about dangle him out, show some recent uh, success, the beginning of the season, and then flip him as an expiring contract. I think he could have got someone better than Tory and Prince because now why do why did the T-Wolves need another fringe average big man? I mean, what, what the hell is – here's what the roster is now. McDaniels, Vanderbilt, Hernan Gomez, Nas Reed, Jake Lehman, Ed Davis, and Torian Prince. Uh, okay, best of luck. Um, NBA draft thoughts. Kate Cunningham, I think, you know, this was a pretty – he was minus – he was 1-50, to 50, I think, to go number one. Pistons obviously select him. Uh, how's he going to do with the Pistons? What is it going to be him? They traded Mason Plumlee last night. who's a fine player, uh, Jeremy Grant. So it's going to be Kate Cunningham, Jeremy Grant and Sadiq Bay. All right, we'll see. Uh, but he was clearing away the best prospect I thought, but I thought it was supposed to go, uh, green Mobley Cunningham. And you could have gone, apparently it came down to the last week that green was the surefire number two guy and Mobley always got to be careful with these big guys and he can't shoot from deep. Right. Um, so he goes number three. What the hell? What the hell are the Raptors doing? Scotty Barnes over Jalen Suggs? Uh, I guess to each his own there. But I see a small forward in Suggs, who, or excuse me, a small forward in Scotty Barnes who shot just twenty seven percent from deep. He's only six eight. Is he not like he's a big forward? And this is the this is the three point line in college. Uh, that's closer than the NBA. What What's going on there? And they, and they don't even have Lowry anymore? I thought Suggs was the guy that could come in and just really take over and at least give you some help uh, during a rebuild. Uh, so that was kind of shocking to me. Suggs goes to Orlando. I thought Orlando wound up with a pretty solid draft. They might have won the night. Uh, I did like Davion Mitchell to Sacramento. Now that Buddy Heald is not a Laker, kind of sucks for Buddy Heald, but uh, I think the Kings got a decent roster now. And again, this was a team that was good two years ago. They thought they were going to make the leap, kind of stunk it up last year. Uh, but now they got the Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton in his sophomore campaign uh, after putting up a good rookie campaign. Now you add Davion Mitchell. It's a lot of, I mean, the NBA is slowly becoming just put five guys out there because this current lineup that I saw had Harrison Barnes playing center. That's what Golden State's done. Um, I forgot who, I think it was Rashawn Holmes, the power forward. I forgot, but Kings in a decent roster. I think that'd be a fun starting five to watch Luke Walton as their head coach. Um, and, you know, Davion Mitchell, that's a guy who has gotten improved year over year now. He was a three-year college player for a national champion Baylor. That's a guy that could step in right away. 
as opposed to like an Evan Mobley who, uh, I mean, you know, I'm not as opposed to a guy that would step in and he's a raw 18 year old needs two years to develop. Um, so I loved what the guy with Davion Mitchell there at nine. How funny was Kendrick Perkins trying to say Moses Moody, possibly the simplest, you know, I'm a broadcaster. I've had to do a lot of games where I'm kind of like, wow, how, how the hell is this spelled? You got to get clarification. I don't think I would ever need clarification on Moses Moody. Uh, Moody 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 Finally, Reese Davis steps in and just goes, uh, Moses Moody, Kendrick. What is ESPN throwing at us in terms of their experts? We've got Kendrick Perkins uh, just saying whatever the hell he wants, carry the hell on, which I think, you know, I don't hate a shtick that you just keep on doing, but you know, at least be not a buffoon, at least be funny and not take yourself so seriously. Uh, just a huge blunder on national television. Okay, Maria Taylor, yeah, she leaves, goes to NBC, good for her. And ESPN's looking around going, ah, okay, let's throw Rachel Nichols back out there again as our lead coverage. What? You know, it's like, what did we just forget that she's kind of uh, went through all the crap there? Uh, yeah, Reese Davis. I mean, Reese Davis is a great professional, but now ESPN's just hemorrhaging talent. They're just, hey, Reese, we want you to host everything. We want you to be the host of NBA, college game day. Uh, let's do basketball, too. We'll put you on our master's coverage. Um, and then Bobby Marks with, uh, speaking of Davion Mitchell, the here's the analysis you pay for when you watch ESPN. Uh, Davion Mitchell's the greatest human being I've ever met. Huh? Okay, how's he fit into that starting lineup? What's his upside? Thank you. That's front office insider Bobby Marks. Um, yeah, that's why I had it on mute, but that was the funny stuff that comes from uh, the draft coverage brought to you by ESPN. Uh, that'll do it for Corbett's Corner. Check out Corbett's too on Twitter as we, we've got two plays for you tonight and looking to keep it hot here this week. All right, exciting. Probably one of the greatest sports days in terms of news to feed out at the trough in the last a uh, couple of months, football season, we're inching closer. Uh, this was a refreshing deadline day for baseball. And it was, I mean, it, it's, the NBA did that on purpose. The, it, there's a reason Russell Westbrook wasn't announced that he was traded on a Monday. Uh, they know people are going to be watching the draft. And they gave us a little nugget there, the trade that the Lakers made a splash for. Is it going to work? I don't think so. Some people tell you it will. I guess we'll just have to wait and see this fall. All right, this is Corbett's Corner signing off for the week. We'll talk to you next week.